From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the Blockchain Caucus has some words for Gary Gensler. Spotify is looking into Web3. And Board Ape Yacht Club has a token. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, March 17th, 2022. Happy St. Paddy's Day, y'all. I hope you drink some Guinness, some green beer. Don't drink green beer. That's just stupid. I mean, just don't do it. Drink beer. You don't need to make it green. But if you want to, go for it. If you want to be Irish and drink beer, make sure you're drinking a Guinness. Uh, the green beer thing, I just don't get. Anyway, go to the parade. Have a good day. Everybody is Irish today. I am actually a little bit Irish, apparently. Um, my mom says we're Polish-Irish on my mom's side. I'm Nigerian-Polish-Irish. So I, I get, But I'm day two of COVID, so I'm just going to be stuck at home. But I will get somebody to drop off some Guinness for me. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll make sure to emphasize my Irish today. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.17 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $40,906, up 0.4% in 24. It's up 4.3% in 7. Ethereum's at $2,805, up 4.5%, or 8% in 7. USDT is number 3. Binance Coin is at 388, up 2.5% in 24. And USDC is number 5. Did I say USDC or BNB? I have to go back and listen to that now. Nope, we said it okay. And that's the power of editing. Running off the top 10. Actually, I could have just edited that out, but I didn't. I mean, you're going to be part of this journey with me every day. Running off the top 10. XRP, Luna, Solana, Cardano, and Avalanche. And Avalanche is on a tear. It's up 13.9% in 24, or 10.2 in 7. Total market cap, we're at $1.83 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.4, and an F dominance of 18.4. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is Moonbeam, number 124 in coin market cap. Ticker, have no clue why it's this, but GLMR. So it looks like Glamour. Maybe we'll get some explanation in the future about that. Its price right now is $2.38. It's up 3% in 24. Market cap is $478 million. Fully diluted market cap is $2.38 billion. So that means 20% is in circulation. Its max supply is 1 billion tokens. What is the all-time high for GLMR? Well, it was set two months ago at $437.07. It is down 99.5% since then. It is up from its all-time low set 21 days ago at $1.89. I got to figure out what the hell is going on with this. Where can you buy this? Binance, Gate.io, KuCoin, Kraken, Huobi, OKX. And now we're starting to get into uh, not that much volume or liquidity. 
So what does this token do? Moonbeam is an Ethereum-compatible smart contract parachain on Polkadot. Moonbeam makes it easy to use popular Ethereum developer tools to build or redeploy Solidity projects in a substrate-based environment. So, Moonbeam's Ethereum compatibility is unmatched, it says. It has minimal changes, uses existing developer tools, unified accounts, addresses, and signatures, and tap into most integrations on Polkadot. Well, that is Moonbeam, ticker GLMR, down 99.5% from its all-time high. <laughs> wow, if anybody's hodling this, please let me know. Matthew, you're in a crypto It seems like a wild ride. Moving into today's headlines, NFT Marketplace Protocol Rarible is continuing its multi-chain expansion today and is announcing that it's implemented support for its NFT assets minted on Polygon. The addition brings Rarible's total platform count to four, with Polygon joining Ethereum, Tezos, and Flow. The CEO and co-founder of Rarible said, We have enjoyed watching the NFT marketplace grow rapidly throughout the past two years, but acknowledge that there are certain roadblocks that exist within the space, including high gas fees and ecosystem limitations. He continued to say, As a top NFT protocol and marketplace, we have a responsibility to solve issues related to NFT creation and consumption, which is at the core of our multi-chain vision. They also enabled a multi-wallet profile feature for wearable.com which allows users to sign in with up to 20 wallets at the same time across different blockchains. Why is this important? Because now you don't have to sign in and sign out when buying and selling NFTs on Rarible uh, with these different wallets because you would have to sign in with another one, then sign out and then sign in. But this one just keeps you signed in with 20 different wallets across different blockchains, which is actually pretty cool. Spotify is getting into Web3. It's looking for a Web3-centric candidate to add to its workforce. And this is according to two job openings posted online. First job they're looking for is a senior backend engineer. So many jokes can come from this. It's just low-hanging fruit. I'm going to let you guys send me jokes about senior backend engineer. <laughs> Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Anyway, this senior backend engineer will facilitate collaboration with product insights and design to uncover the next growth opportunity leveraging new technologies like Web3. The ideal candidate will have expert familiarity with emerging trends, especially when it comes to Web3 and emerging technology industries. Spotify is also on the hunt for a senior manager to form part of the innovation and market intelligence team. Board Ape Yacht Club NFT holders are about to get yet another reward for being in the club. ApeCoin launched on Wednesday. Notably, the token was not created by Yuga Labs, the developer behind Board Ape Yacht Club. It was created by ApeCoin DAO in an effort to show decentralization. Yuga Labs is adopting ApeCoin as its primary token for all new products and services, including its blockchain game coming later this year. As of now, ApeCoin is sitting at around $9, and there's a massive sell-off in the past 24 hours from like $33, which is pretty normal if you get something. And this is what I'm reading into this article, is that if you are an ape hodler, if you have a board ape, uh, you probably got airdropped this. And then if you get airdropped something for free and it's sitting at like $33, everybody's going to sell off. They're like, hey, I'm just going to take the money and see what happens with the token. Um, not too sure if that's exactly what happened, but it pretty much looks like it. So, is it time to ape into ApeCoin? Let me know if you are. Matthew Aaron at Crypto.co. Minnesota Representative Tom Emmer, chair of the Congressional Blockchain Caucus, has asked the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, to clarify how it gathers information from cryptocurrency-linked companies while also putting an end to the time-wasting practices such as asking multiple times for the same information. Tom Emmer tweeted... This, 
My office has received numerous tips from crypto and blockchain firms that the SEC chair, Gary Gensler's information reporting requests to the crypto community are overburdensome and don't feel voluntary and are stifling innovation. Currently, the SEC sends out two forms, Form 2866, which asks for company details, and Form 1662, which lays out penalties for withholding said details, which Emma and several colleagues who co-signed this letter has called into question. Basically, those forms ask for the same information, citing the Paperwork Reduction Act. I can't believe you have to have a reduction act. Like, like, <laughs> like Sometimes government just cracks me up. You have to have a paperwork reduction act, which is probably a lot of paperwork. Anyway, this act says, in seeking information from the American public, federal agencies must be good stewards of the public's time and not overwhelm them with unnecessary requests for information. Co-signing this letter to the SEC chair, Gary Gensler, were Warren Davidson of Ohio, Byron Donalds of Florida, Ted Budd of North Carolina, Darren Sato of Florida, Josh Getmer of New Jersey, and Richie Torres of New York. Ukraine's president, which is now a household name, President Zelensky, has officially signed a law on virtual assets, legalizing cryptocurrency assets in the country. The signed law defines what is considered a crypto asset, taps the National Bank of Ukraine and National Commission on Securities and Stock Market as crypto regulators, and establishes other regulations surrounding who can offer cryptocurrencies and how they must be registered in the Ukraine. Today's signing makes the law official in the European nation. By the way, Ukraine has received close to $100 million in cryptocurrency donations. And finally, blockchain analytics platform Elliptic has identified several hundred thousand crypto addresses that are linked to sanctioned Russian-based individuals or entities. Elliptic clarifies that these addresses are not necessarily all owned by entities currently on the sanctioned list, but include addresses that we have been able to associate with those actors through our own analytics. Elliptic's data also identified more than 400 virtual asset service providers, or VOSPs, most of which are crypto exchanges or wallet providers that allow for cryptocurrencies to be purchased with the Russian ruble. Most of these services are unregulated and can be used anonymously, said Elliptic. Okay, so really quick, let's be clear that crypto cannot be used to skirt sanctions. And Jake Travinsky has tweeted this, and there's a big thread, so the link is in the show notes. You can look at this whole thread. But here's what he said in his first tweet of the thread. Russia can't and won't use crypto to evade sanctions. Concerns about cryptocurrency use for sanction evasions are totally unfounded. They fundamentally misunderstand, one, how sanctions work, two, how crypto markets work, and three, how Putin is actually trying to mitigate sanctions. Worth the read. Link is in the show notes. Thank you, everyone, for writing in and asking how my COVID is doing. Actually, I'm like, nobody wrote in. That's me being surly. Why didn't anybody write in and say, I hope you're doing okay? <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great St. Patty's Day. Drink some Guinness for me and go out to the parade. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.